All right, so we've recorded on site up in Wisconsin Rapids for the HHA USA Mission 12 event at Antler Archers. Craig and I took all our gear, packed it up, and uh, hung out there all day Saturday and recorded a bunch of episodes with some really great people. So we're starting with the last recording from Saturday that we did with Chris Ham because he's got some pretty cool messages we want to get out in front of everybody so they can make some choices for the following week. And because we were doing these on site, we didn't follow our typical format, so to speak. So I wanted to just make sure we get on here and called out our sponsors because we like them a lot and we like their products and everything that they're doing to help support the show. So we want to make sure that you guys have a chance to support them. So shout out to Backwoods Grind Coffee. Head on over to backwoodsgrind.com. Use code W2H Podcast for 10% off. Uh, shout out to Drop Time Spirits. We drank beer up there. <laughs> we didn't bring the bottle with us or any bottles with us. Maybe we should have. Um, and then, you know, we weren't at the OKS 100 Podcast Studio, but we definitely brought the spirit of the OKS 100 there because I goofed everything up about 10 times over, which you'll probably catch on uh, some of these upcoming episodes. So uh, head on over to OKS100.com. You can use code W2H Podcast for 10% off. And huge shout out to Spartan Forge, again, for helping us fund all of the technology that we use. Their sponsorship helps us pay for all of the, the tech. So um, you know, we were able to really outfit ourselves well for our trip up there, and it was pretty great. So, you know, if you want to learn more about them, head on over to SpartanForge.ai and use code W2H20 to save 20% off of your subscription from them. And it's been said a number of times, but, you know, head over there as soon as you can and get subscribed because prices are going to go up. Features are coming. It's a very robust platform, uh, one of the best of its kind, the only of its kind as far as how it works. So we'll go ahead and get into our interview with Chris Ham. Where to hunt podcast. It's okay. Hi, I'm Dan Small, host of Outdoor Wisconsin, and I listen to Where to Hunt. Nah, it's okay. I'm Kurt Geyer with Working Class Bowhunter. I listen to Where to Hunt podcast, and it's decent. Uh, it's all right. Hey, this is Bud Fisher with Catching Deers, and I think the Where to Hunt podcast is all right. Howdy, howdy. This howdy. is the Where to Hunt podcast. Where are we coming from? We're coming at you from, oh my gosh, this is the fourth time in a row. Wisconsin Rapids, we're at Antler Archers, and we're sitting out with Chris Ham, uh, the founder of HHA USA, and the owner of HHA Sports. Am I getting it wrong? One, right? of, the, one of the owners, yeah. <laughs> one, yeah. Of, right. one of. Well, definitely the, the founder of HHA USA. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Which is the nonprofit arm that helps fund the honor flight correct through events like this one that we're at uh this is mission 12 yep which the numbers indicate where you're at throughout the number of events for the year it does i mean i i think i probably talked about this last time i was on with you guys but i started this back in 17 so we did 10 shoots before we actually became a 501c3 i was just working as a volunteer for our local honor flight chapter Mm -hmm. and when they send a flight out, they call it a mission. So their 20th flight is Mission 20. So I stole that from them. I can't take any credit for that. But when we became a 501 and started beginning of last year, Mission 1. So, yeah, now we're on Mission 12. So we've done 12 shoots as a, as a 501c3. So and we've got four left this year. So Cool. Wow, four left already? I know. It's, I've said that to my wife because we've actually got. Oh, like, that's nuts. We have my. You know the poster that we have for the shoots, we have it hanging up on our cupboard in the in the kitchen, and I'm like, 
man, this is already the halfway point. Where? Yeah, we where just hung this thing up, and here we are. We have it's to take nuts. it down. I mean, it's a lot of prep on the front end, you know, wow. contacting all the manufacturers to get donations and working with all the clubs, and I run all the social media for it, so it's just a lot of build-up. that's like being a manufacturer. People are probably contacting you guys all the time for stuff. So All the time. So you yeah. can wear both hats, right? Now I, now I understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so have you found yourself being more gracious on the other side, or like... Uh, We've That's always been pretty. Been, yeah, I mean, we we don't turn a lot of people away. Yep. Um, but I mean, we do get a lot of donation requests. So, I mean, if it's it's hard to filter that. Stuff. If it's cancer, if it's veteran stuff, obviously, yep. um, first responder. I mean, we we have to have a, a some kind of a cap. Or if it's like archery club stuff, because I mean, without archery clubs like this, we don't have a business. No. Right. You know what I mean? So um, yeah. So we, we we don't get hammered too bad. I wouldn't say. Okay. Um, and it's, you know, for us, it's it's great exposure to send a site out to Kentucky to some bow club that's having an archery shoot. Well, all of a sudden, some guy's going to win it, and he's going to love our site, and he's going to tell his buddy about it. So, I mean, yeah. it, it's yeah. worked for us. Putting yeah. your site on my bow is one of the most exciting things I've done in my bow. When I, when I got the first one that you guys had, just the optimizer, um, and then we moved up to the Tetra, and I, I didn't think I could like a site more than, and I was like, oh, my God, this is even better because it's just so easy. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, your products are freaking awesome. They're, and I've got thank the you. Virtus release or the Virtus drop away rest on on my bow, and I really enjoy that along with the Tetra site. Did I get you guys stabilizers yet? No. <sighs> okay. Do I need a stabilizer, Craig? Uh, it wouldn't hurt. He's my archery shop guy. I mean, the, uh, quite honestly, the bows are so well balanced nowadays that I mean, you. Mine's. A b- I mean, mine could use at least a sidebar for sure, but I still run a front because. If you're shooting anything distance, and I'm saying past 30 yards, it really helps to have. And that's one thing I've learned, you know, doing these events the last four or five years. Other than that, I was a I was a 25, 30-yard guy at, Same. at the most. So, yep. um, But now stretching out 50, 60, 87 yards on the, on on the, the Kellner Kong today, yep. uh, you, <laughs> you definitely need. What's that? Did you hit paper on it? I haven't shot it yet. So okay. they, they wanted me to shoot it right this morning, and I'm like, nah, no. I'll we'll warm up first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, and what are you shooting these days? I think we talked about that last year. Have you changed your setup at all? I did. I just got um, a new Matthews Atlas. You got the Atlas? I did. That thing is huge. I like that ball. It is. Well, I'm six four. I got big ape hanger arms. Yeah. yeah. So that's <laughs> we were just I, talking to Johnny Dove. He's got the Atlas, and I was like, yeah. "What is this bow? It's very large." And he, me but and John, text back and forth all the time, and he's like, "Dude, I just got the Atlas. It's amazing. I I'm love like, it." It's pretty sweet. What do you like about it? Because it matches your draw length? Or? Yeah, and I mean, it's just, I mean, being 6'4", I've got a longer draw length. I like a longer uh, brace height. Longer okay. bows are more forgiving. I don't know. I, I shoot a longer bow a lot better. I always have. And yeah. once you start getting into that, I think, 32 and lower, my bow is 32 axle to axle. I got the old Halon 32. I love shooting the bow. But once they start getting shorter, you get a, you got to worry about a lot of wrist torque. And if you're not really good with your grip that things get out of hand it's really to throw an arrow real easy to throw an arrow off where the longer bows they're more forgiving that's all so I this can is say. like a cadillac versus like a, a porsche something small yeah porsche i mean i think the short bows shoot well they, they shoot too, well for, for i mean granted you know i'm doing eight archery shoots this year so i'm shooting more than i have in years past yep. but I, I typically don't shoot a lot throughout the year so i like a longer bow mm-hmm. uh, for a forgiving guy that's not out there shooting right. 25 arrows a day so, 
Um, but I was shooting a traverse before that. So would you sure. shoot that the Atlas in the woods? Would you bring that with you on a hunt or for sure? Yeah, I mean okay. that's it's the only bow I have right now. Usually I run a backup bow, but I just uh, is it pretty heavy? With the yeah, size it's, like that? yeah, and I mean I've got a eight inch stabilizer on the front and a six on the back. So I mean it's it's heavy, but I like a heavy bow, especially okay. for I mean it kind of goes back to that long distance shooting and that balance. It's yep. balance. It's quieter. Um, I don't know. You you get some of that stuff that's so light. It it sends sound out a lot easier. I, I don't know if that's the right terminology, but sounds it sounds right to me. It, it's got a lot more crack to it. I don't know. It, it's just not doesn't absorb the the noise as much and the vibrations if it's real light. Like listen to a carbon bow. I don't want to pick on another manufacturer, but I saw a guy with a PSC and I've seen a guy with a, a carbon Hoyt here. Those bows were loud when they went off. Okay. But they're also shooting real light arrows, too, because they're just killing foam out here. They're not chasing deer. Sure. So, so the speed of those things are probably pretty quick, too. Oh, it's fast, but it's also loud. There's always a trade-off, speed versus sound. Yeah. Yeah, and I you could. asked about hunting. I mean, I'm, I'm spoiled. I don't I don't hunt outside the state. Yep. I, I've Same. got 160 acres, so 15 minutes from where we're sitting. Sure. And I've got so, redneck blinds, so I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a blind hunter. I'm not a tree stand guy right. anymore. Um, so I, I don't have any problem even put, having a bow of that length in there, and especially with those okay. uh, limb legs that they have. Yep. I mean, you just set, set, it, down, set it up in the corner of the blind. Pick it up and, and way shoot. You go. Yeah, sweet. When it gets real cold, are you bringing, like, a Mr. Heater in there with you? I too? haven't graduated to that yet. Oh, no. man. You know <laughs> no. that that's when you're getting real cushy. Yeah, no. I think you have to be, like, 60 to have a Mr. <laughs> heater. Okay. So I've, I've got about 15 years before I hit that. There's a graduating scale there. Oh, but just, just getting out of the elements and getting out of the wind. It helps. Yeah. You can so. hunt all day and be comfortable. You can eat in there, whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like being in my office with no AC and no, no heat. Bring sure. my snacks, my backpack, my book, whole nine yards. Good. Yeah, all your movements kind of concealed, and you can kind of get away with whatever you need in there. Yeah. That's kind of great. Yeah, you can stretch out. Well, I'll keep an eye out in the old uh, email for an invite one of these years. Yeah, that's a pretty long email. <laughs> I say, you got a pretty long list. <laughs> I don't know. We skip a couple rungs, but we'll yep. talk about that. That's going in the spam folder. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> Junk. Hey, Chris, I know you get asked about donations a lot, but what about access to that? Yeah, 160. Yeah. Oh, it's boy. beautiful up here. I mean, there's so many trees. My, my son, who's going to be uh, two, my daughter's going to be four, the whole way up. They're like, he's like, tree, tree, tree. I'm like, yes, yes, there's trees, okay? But everything we're seeing is trees. My daughter's like, Look at all the trees. I'm like, yeah, there's trees. But there really are. I mean, we're, we're in the middle-ish of the state. Dead center state. Of, yeah. It's, it's pretty up here. There's a lot of land. I've seen plenty of deer already. Yeah, I had four in my yard this morning. We have a, couple, a doe and a couple little ones running around, and then we have a, a young doe from last year that had no fawns. So they were, they were in my driveway before I pulled out this morning. So. Cool. So I just want to see us up there. Coats are pretty brown right now. Yeah. Yeah, they stand out. So we had uh, a couple that's on the podcast already. So those episodes will air before this one does. Um, we talked to Dusted Off Project, uh, and then we talked to the um, I guess card in my pocket here, Veteran Archery Project. Yeah, yes. thank you. The one with the freaking amazing. I could see the logo. But, I love that logo. Um, mm-hmm. Love it. And those guys are doing some pretty cool things. Some younger than others. So like Dusted Off's been at it for almost four years. He said, and, and these guys just are still getting their nonprofit formed. Right. Um, so you're kind of covering a lot of different span of how they're doing things, but you've touched a lot of people in a positive way through these events. Um, that's just got to be like a pat on the back for you, man, for doing this. Stuff. Yeah, and I'm not looking for any credit. No, I just want to get more. You're your connector, you know. I just I, I love interacting with people. I love putting people together. Um, and yeah, the uh, actually one of my good friends, a gentleman that I met 
as a as an attendee at one of these shoots three or four years ago. Him and I have hit it off. He's now one of my volunteers, but but a friend more than anything. He's like, hey, I've got a guy that's a, a veteran in Kentucky that I'm friends with on Facebook, and he's got a friend that just started a nonprofit in Tennessee. Do you think you would talk to him and just kind of have a conversation? I'm like, absolutely. And you know, it's it's different because when you think about you know having a for profit business and then a nonprofit. Those guys are basically doing exactly what we're doing. Sure. You know I mean, to me, that would be like, hey, do you want to call Montana Black Gold or Spot Hog up and, and you know, <laughs> have, have, a have a whiteboard session with those guys? I'm like, mm, no thanks. Yeah. You know, but it's totally different on the nonprofit side. And they're for the greater good. Yeah. And the cool thing about them is they're actually uh, three or four of them, they're all veteran. They're veteran owned, basically. Yes. All their board members are vets. And yep. then their goal is to get vets out into the archery world. So they. Uh, they did the Total Archery Challenge in Tennessee. That was their first event. Now, this is their first out-of-state event. Um, but just had a great conversation with them. Um, and super cool thing about them, too, um, and I've talked about this, I think, on your podcast and others, is that, you know, my faith is a big part of yep. my yes. life. That and, came up in all of the episodes so far. So, And these guys, um, you know, were some of them were as broken as I was and and came to their faith, and they're, and they're different people on the other side now. And so... Veteran Archery Project is all about getting vets into archery, but ultimately they want to share the gospel with people, and it's like, yeah, no-brainer. What can I do to help you guys? Yep. So seven of them drove up here 10 hours one way from Tennessee. Uh, with the scramble that we're doing tonight, we're donating that money that, that doesn't go to the participants. 40% of the scramble money is going back to them, and HHA USA is also going to cut those guys a check for uh, for 500 bucks as well to kind of get them off get them off and running so sure. um, it's just awesome to see because I mean that was one thing when I started this a couple of years ago I was going to cap Wisconsin at like three or four shoots and then I'm like I'm going nationwide baby I'm going to Florida I'm going yeah. to Nashville I'm going here I'm going there and God had other plans because here I am three years later still in Wisconsin yeah. I have yet to do an event outside the state of Wisconsin sure. and yet I've got you know Tyson from the Dust Off Project we're on our fourth shoot this year he lives in Iowa this is his third shoot he's been up here three times unreal um <laughs> And he obviously does the thing where he's, he's got giving. Some bows that are, I see sitting over there. Well, and there's more of the guys that uh, Brian Austin that just came up. Yep. Apparently, I didn't know that they're bringing bows up. So now, yep, Tyson's not going to be able to even get all the bows home. But luckily, Jeff Vance from Bucks of America has relation that lives down he's close to Tyson, yeah. so he's going to be our bow delivery boy. Beautiful. So, yeah, it's just uh, it's humbling to see how everybody helps each other out. Yeah, yeah, it's great, and that's what being a good human's all about. When you're surround, centered around a strong mission, that's when people have no problem giving more. Because it's like you want to be as helpful as you can. You want to contribute. It's hard to be around something like that and feel like you're not contributing. Yeah, and I mean, know? it doesn't feel like work. I mean, if I didn't have HHA sports mm-hmm. to do, I, I would be doing this full time. I mean, somebody asked me a couple of years ago, what would you do if you didn't have to work every day? It's like, I, I would volunteer seven days a week. Yeah. Well, six. I got to rest. At least, yeah. But, but... You know, I just I love it. That's that's my passion, and that's my that's my purpose. And I didn't find that until I until I came into a relationship with God. Because before yep. that, I was all about I was all all about Chris. I was all about the bottom line, making money, building the big house, buying the new truck. And now that stuff doesn't mean squat to me. Right. When, when you see when you when you open your hands and you start giving back to people, and you see the fruit that comes from that, you just you can't put a price on that. Yep. It's, yeah. it's, it's awesome, and it's humbling to be a part of it. The ego can be the enemy in some cases, you know? What's that? The ego can be the enemy. Oh. You, you shift the, the paradigm and start to give. 
I forget. I was at church, and I don't know the passage or the homily, but it was talking about uh, a woman in biblical history where she had not, she had nothing, and the little tiny bit she did have, she had a message from God, and she gave it right to the church. Yep. And you would think, like, well, why would you do that? You're not going to be able to live. And then it came back tenfold. You know, yep. that seems to be the case with everybody across the board. You you give, 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 and it it comes back in a way that you. If you were putting yourself first, then it doesn't work that way. Yeah, and I don't know Scripture as well as I should, but I'm familiar with that as well. I think they were basically standing in the back of the of the church, and the woman gave you know the two bits that yeah, she had, that was it, yeah. and, and somebody else was kind of well. That's all she gave. Well, that was all she had. Yep. You know, for this, I gave ten. Well, she gave two. Well, yeah, but that was all she had. Yep. She basically sold her house and is now living under the bridge, right? And, and yep. it sold out completely. So it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. it's. She gave a sacrifice, a bigger sacrifice than anybody else was willing to give. Well, the one thing you're giving with this, too, is your time. That's an asset you, you don't get more of. Right. You know? So you putting your time into this is a big testament because you have other things you probably could be doing, right? Running a big business is not an easy job. That's like, there's always something you could be doing. Yeah. You know, but if you don't take the time to put into yourself and this other mission, then you would be selling yourself short. You probably wouldn't perform as well over there then. No, and it's, you know, having the nonprofit, I think, has helped me become a better leader in my for-profit business mm-hmm. because it's, it's opened up my heart to a different way of doing things. And, and so I try to bring some of, it's been cool because I've, I've taken elements from both sides and, sure. and brought them together. So now being able to run a, a successful for-profit business and a successful nonprofit, yeah. they've, they've sharpened each they other. They could definitely share some things. The nonprofit could probably use some, like, business systems and processes that, some nonprofits are kind of like, you, know, you get volunteers, it's hard to bring some of that stuff together. But if you have that acumen, you can bring there, and then vice versa. You said the heart side of things is probably a little bit stronger than on the other side. Yep, and it's kind of that, obviously, we have a mission here with HHA USA. Yep. So, I mean, we, we have a mission within HHA Sports as well, and that's, you know, to provide the best products that we can to a, hopefully a growing mm-hmm. group of customers. And so if you can, if you can infuse that mission into your employees, and I don't even like calling them that because even though I'm the owner or one of the owners, I, I don't see myself as above them. The, we're yeah. all we're all on the same ground level. We're, we're all teammates here and linking arms together. So mm-hmm. right. if you can infuse that uh, philosophy in your business. Even the captain's got to grab an oar once in a while. Amen to that. I yeah. like that. Yeah. As a captain, I prefer to have the oar. But that's not because I think I can do it better, by the way, because that, that's a different philosophy. Right. You're like, I'll do it. I can, you know, but... If you're all rowing in the right direction, it makes a big difference. So to have a mission stated is what helps with that. If you don't have a mission, no one knows they're all rowing in different freaking places and the boat's never going to go anywhere. Yeah, well, and I think that shows, too, that, yeah, I might own the place, but I'm not too good to go and grab a broom or do this or yep. do that. I mean, everybody's got to roll their sleeves up, and so it, 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 I think it goes back to that humility thing. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not too good for that job, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So there, there's no room anywhere in business, in profit, non-for-profit, in life, for ego. And I, I learned that the hard way. Yep, sure. So. And when you consider the military and, and leadership in the military, the, the common uh, thesis is lead from the front, right? And that means you're sacrificing that humility. And you're putting yourself, you know, last. That's the whole leaders eat last kind of paradigm. Right. So that's kind of cool. And, you know, Very. kind of going back to the whole church, faith-based aspect of it. I mean, you talk about servant leadership, and you basically yep. have to go down to go up. So, I mean... Mm-hmm. I like it. So there's four more events left this calendar year? Correct. I know there's one the end of summer in August. Is that, is that going to be at Blackhawk again? Yeah, so we're, I don't know when this is going to air. Uh, um, two weeks. 
ish. Two weeks, so it might air by the time our. If we need to th- get up before something, let us mission know. thirteen. But it'd be nice. It, I guess it'd be beneficial if it yeah. could drop before, like before the. Well, two weeks from now is mission thirteen. Okay, we'll get up before that then. So, uh, I think. Let's see. I don't know. Time's flying. <laughs> Today, yeah, the weekend. Yeah, it's, look like it's June twenty sixth. Yeah, so the week. Yeah, we have Fourth of July weekend off, and then yep. we go to Twin City Rod and Gun in Appleton. That's our first time going there. Okay. Uh, the the weekend after. Uh, 4th of July. Okay. And that one is, I mean, I'm, I am excited about all these shoots because I love old relationships, even though we haven't known each other that right. long. We're, we're mm-hmm. familiar. Um, you know, we've got these guys here from Tennessee. We're meeting new people all the time. And so Appleton, we've got uh, David Wooten, who I've had on my own podcast. I met him as a result of our military discount, a uh, veteran that flew up here from San Antonio, Texas. Uh, and we are actually working on a major, major project that I can't totally sure. let the cat out of the bag on yet, but we're, we're only adding one shoot to our schedule next year, so we're basically going to still have eight missions. Uh, this event is going to be so big that it's going to basically be outside. We're not even putting a mission number on it. It's going to kind of have its own wow. space on the shelf, Okay, uh, and I'll just say that uh, a couple of the other major manufacturers in the outdoor world in Wisconsin are going to be involved in it, so awesome. I'll, I'll throw that little nugget out there. So uh, You can get, take your guess as how many of them that were very... very Everybody at this table and probably listening to this podcast that that bow hunts and and gun hunts is going to be familiar with these two companies. So okay. yeah. it's uh, it's pretty exciting. So anyway, he's coming back up here for a meeting prior to that shoot. Okay. So because he works for a veterans nonprofit out of San Antonio called uh, Trinity Oaks. Okay. And they're they're a faith based nonprofit and they take Purple Heart vets. Gold Star children, which, if you're not familiar, Gold Star is anybody that's lost a parent to uh, service in the military or first responder, law enforcement. Uh, so they take Purple Heart, Gold Star kids, and terminally ill children on dream hunts, they call them, uh, on a 2,000-acre ranch a couple hours south of San Antonio. Wow. And so our goal is through this big shoot that we're going to do next spring is... Uh, still to plug into an honor flight chapter, but then also mobilize some of those funds with Trinity Oaks and hopefully send either a Gold Star kid and or a Purple Heart veteran from Wisconsin down to San Antonio to do something like that to go on one of those dream oh, hunts. Wow. So, so like I said, even though we're not doing events outside of the state of Wisconsin sure. yet, we're starting to have a national impact when you're talking about guys coming up from Tennessee, Iowa, Texas. Uh, David's best friend, who he met through. Wounded Warrior Project, when he introduced him to archery, lives in D.C., works for Homeland Security. He's flying out. So, I mean, we've got, like you and I were talking earlier about the, uh, you gave me the idea for the... The strings. For the, the string. Yeah, the CIA kind of map or whatever, like... Yeah. Trying to, you're hunting, like, the, you know, the person. you get got to... This person's connected to that person. They're connected here and so on and so forth. You, the impact you're having on a, on a massive scale, when we talk about the national presence you're starting to create from a centralized location... But then if you go and consider the impact of each individual that you're, like, connecting with through all of these connections, it's my, my brain's just, like, thinking, like, wow. It's like a neural network or something, you know? It's hard to wrap your brain around. And one thing that I had learned very early on is that I can't get caught up in the numbers. Yep. You know, this isn't, The impact you know, is more important than the numbers, I We think. sold 25,000 sites last year. Next mm-hmm. year we have to sell 30. I don't look at the nonprofit that way. It's like, and I said this when I got into this, if I can impact one person, yep. you know, if, I'm, if, if the good Lord is going to let me do this for one year or 40 years, if I can impact one person's life, all these shoots, all these weekends, all this work is going to be worth it. Yep. And that's happened already. And, and some of it I'm never going to know. 
right. uh, on this side of eternity, I'm not going to see it. You know, I've, I've impacted somebody. And you won't, right, because that's not and, how all of it works. And, I'm not, and that's fine. Yeah. I'm okay with that. And you, you have to be okay with that because we're never going to know everything. And it's like, well, this guy's going to listen to the podcast, and it's going to change his life. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to hear about it, and, and that's okay. Right. Yeah, because the impact has been made. But yeah. when you do get to hear about it, it's very gratifying. If it actually does make it back to you in some way, shape, or form. And that'll happen from time to time, obviously, as you're, as you're talking about here. But Yeah, I mean, our first event this year in Toma was, and I get emotional even talking about it, because, I mean, this is basically year five that we've been doing these. It's our second year as HHA USA, and so um, we had a scramble there on Saturday night and had 44 people shooting it. And I just, I stood back, and I didn't shoot very well that night, so I got eliminated pretty early on. <laughs> and so I was kind of standing back up by the club and just looking out over the, you know, because there was a lot of spectators there and people from the club. There was probably 75 people there out in the, in the parking lot. And I'm like, man, that guy's from Washington, D.C. That guy's from Texas. This guy's from Iowa. And I just, I got chills, and, and I teared up just thinking about it. You're it's bringing like, people in. The, Look at the impact that this is having, and I, I, I say that in the humblest way possible, not to say, yeah. look at what I did, but just look at what is, look, is look happening. Look come from this. And, yeah. and I think of the connections, and it just, I, yeah, it's a great it thing. blows my mind. Well, and, and the cool thing is, is I think we're just getting started. I mean, this yeah. is in the infant stages, so, so five years, ten years from now, when we're sitting here having this podcast, I hope we're going... Man, do you remember <laughs> two thousand twenty one? Yeah. Remember when we were only doing eight shoots and yeah. you guys were only in Wisconsin? And now like, you're Whoa. now you're in thirty states and yeah. you, you know yeah. I, I, the the sky is really the limit for it. And I mean it, it's such a great cause that people people just get sucked in. They can't help but get sucked in. Well, by how it. many people do we know? Like so how many people do we, Brian Austin's here with these? Brian and John. I mean I've We've uh, gotten to know those guys real good, you know, and yep. we keep in touch we with them. We talked to Breaking right? Point TV. We talked to a couple of veterans. Yeah. Uh, we know Sam with Chase Nation has helped out some things. Like, the, the, the ecosystem here is really is really impactful and impressive just from that perspective, like, who the people are that we're meeting. But Well, and you guys um, introduced me to Kyle Mendiola, yep. who then Our introduced me to Ryan Lonergan, who yep. has the Frag Out podcast. You guys haven't even connected with him yet. Right. And it's like coming so full circle. I, I have to make that happen, and it's like, man, it, it just... So you said on the HHA side, you know, we need to go from this X to, to Z in the numbers side. Well, with this entity, it's less about the numbers and more about the people, you know. So X amount of people attend the event, but those are all, like, really meaningful people that got something out of coming to these things. And they're just fun. You oh, know? I, yeah, I mean, the events are super fun. But when you talk about the impact, I mean, because I, I run all of our social media, and, I mean, you look at the... Kardashians, you look at LeBron James, you look at their Instagram, and it's yeah. like, ugh. you know, they've got 20 million followers, and I've got 2,400. But, but you know what? Those 2,400, you could almost call friends. You could mobilize right? them. Exactly. Right? Yeah, you, exactly. They're, they're willing to help. They're like disciples. Yeah. So it, that's way better. I, I try not to look. I, I call that God's economy. Because if you get caught up in that whole trap of, yeah. oh, man, my post only got 30 followers, or my latest podcast only got downloaded 30 times, well, all it takes is one. Right. Yep. All it takes is yep. one. That's where I get second numbers of two because if it takes one, but if I reach 20 or whatever, that's, it gets exciting. You know, and you, you have to be competitive as a business owner. You have probably some competitive nature. Yeah. So this is part of your personality that comes into this too, which isn't bad. That's but, not a bad thing. But I quickly get corrected. I mean, cause yeah. we, I look back two weekends ago. We were up in Wausau at Rib Mountain Bowman, and yeah. that was our first shoot last year after the whole COVID mess started. So we mm-hmm. were shut down. We had to postpone. Actually, the shoot that you guys came to in Custer was supposed to be in April. We had to postpone that until August. 
Okay. And so we, I think our last event was like March 15th, 17th. It was right around St. Paddy's Day, and then everything got shut down for two months. Well, then you go to the weekend after Father's Day last year. We go to Wausau. The first day we had 50 shooters. The second day we had 90. Wow. <laughs> and, I mean, for, for central, north central Wisconsin, for a 3D shoot to have almost 150 shooters, that's pretty impressive. Yep, and that's good for the, the local economy. You're putting people in hotels. They're buying food and restaurants. You're bringing a draw in there. And the archer, shop, like the archery shops, like the archers right here, like they're getting exposure. Right. We've now been to two, two archery places or shoots in this general region of the state, and they're freaking awesome. Yeah, you know, great we don't have clubhouses, pine trees nice by people. us. They're beautiful. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, uh, Jim Campbell, who co-founded the, the Honor Flight out of Wausau that I originally volunteered for, he comes pulling into the parking lot last June in his Corvette, and he had no place to park. And he comes up, he's like, what's going on here? I'm like, dude, we're raising money for you. <laughs> you know, kind of <laughs> tongue-in-cheek. But uh, fast forward to this year, that same shoot, I kind of had high expectations for it because I'm like, man, we had a great shoot up there last year. We were hoping, you know, Maybe we can hit the same, but if not, we're at least going to have 125 shooters. We had 82 shooters two weeks ago. And it was like, at first, like that first day, once, once I could see the writing on the wall, it was like, man, I, I was a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. But I quickly, very quickly got corrected by God, and it was like, that's okay. You're not going to, you know, every time you get up to the plate, you're not going to hit a home run. Sometimes right. you're going to hit a single. Sometimes you're going to yep. hit a double. Sometimes you're going to walk back to the dugout with your bat under your arm. Right. And, but it was cool because it wasn't such a, a fever pitch. It, we were able to kind of have a more toned down, little slower paced weekend, which was cool. And then we actually were able to, uh, we partnered with an organization out of Wausau called the uh, uh, Patriot Canines of Wisconsin. So they do service dogs. So our money from the scramble that night went back to those folks. Had a very meaningful conversation with the gentleman that started that. Both of his, he was in the service. Both of his sons were. One of them has got PTSD. Um, and so uh, Ross Whitakey, who's one of our volunteers, also become a good friend of mine that's on the board at that club, was in the service. Struggles with PTSD as well. It was his idea to partner with uh, Patriot Canines. The three of us got in a conversation, and I was more just kind of the fly-on-the-wall guy that just let the two vets talk, and I just listened for like 45 yep. minutes. And had there been 150 people there that weekend, I probably wouldn't have had that opportunity. So it was cool to be able to have that, that conversation. Um, and then ended up shooting uh, with a random gentleman from Marshfield that came in, found our shoot somewhere online, didn't have anybody to shoot with. He ended up shooting with my buddy and, and myself. He had worked for Marshfield Clinic for the last 14 years as their senior photographer, just retired. We're just talking Mac, the dry fire. Yeah. The dry yeah. fire guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. And so he, uh, he and I are now kind of clicking, and, and it sounds like he might become part of our little team where he mm-hmm. wants to come and maybe do some photography so Great. I don't have to use my phone all weekend and, yeah. and be taking pictures on top of everything else I'm doing. So my, my point being is, yeah, we didn't have a – knock it out of the park event up in Wausau two weekends ago. But as one of my other volunteer friends says, hey, if you wouldn't have showed up, you wouldn't have made a dollar. Right. Right. A lot of truth to that. So so it's every weekend's not going to be a, a no, the, slam dunk. It reminds but, me of the quote, don't just, don't just do something, stand there. Instead of don't just stand, stand or do something, you flip it around. And it's like, well, sometimes you got to slow down. Right. And, it's an, and even if it happens out of default then you have to take the time to like soak up those moments and you have to be somewhere doing something then you can slow down a little bit yeah no and me being a big nascar guy that's something that i always have to remind myself of is sometimes you have to slow down to go faster Mm -hmm. you know if you go barreling into the corner at 200 miles an hour 
you're probably going to kiss the wall yeah. and you're going to finish last. But nope. why don't we back off and go like 198 and see Coast what happens? Through. Sure, you know sure. Right. drift yeah. up into the corner and you let won't the dog stick his head out the window to get some fresh air. You know, right? <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a constant balance in, in fighting against that. Oh man, we didn't get enough followers. We didn't make enough money. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's all about the purpose and all about the cause. And so I mean, to have to have seven. Chris is a, is a volunteer. He's not a veteran, but to have six veterans and, and one of their volunteers drive all the way up here from Tennessee this weekend, it's like, are you kidding me? That's awesome. Yeah. How awesome and they're having that? fun, too. They're camping, and, like, they're getting a lot of camaraderie baked into their trip through that. Right. And he had a huge epiphany, and coming here, he said, you know, well, initially I was thinking I would put people in hotels, but what will happen at the end of the day is they'll just retreat to the room by themselves, and that defeats the camaraderie purpose. But he goes, I realized camping, everyone can be comfortable sharing a campsite where no one would be comfortable sharing a room. So... We just learned something, not to mention, by the way, camping is less expensive, so we can do more with our money to give back and get more people involved. It was like a really interesting aha moment that he had because of this trip. Yeah. You know, because of what happened yesterday. No, it's, uh, I- I'm super excited for those guys and just to be a part of what they're doing and to see where it's going to go. Um, yeah, it is. I just smile and nod. Uh, yeah. that's my, I'm going to put that on a T-shirt and on a coffee mug. That's all I can do most days is just smile and, and smile nod. Smile and nod. Like, Knock man. another arrow like you said earlier today, right? Yeah. 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 Knock another arrow. That's cool. Well, this is good. I mean, this is a brief little uh, snippet. So if anyone's interested in, in learning more about these events, HHAUSA.com. You can dot .org. Video, dot .org, thank you. Yep. And then there's a video there. You can click on the event calendar events. You can see what's upcoming. You know, I mean, if there's something in your area, even if it's like an hour or two-hour drive, it's definitely worth it. It's obviously worth it if you're 10 hours away. But, you know, for us, there's a pretty quick jog up here, you know, for where we're at. We're out in the suburbs of Milwaukee, so. Yeah, and no I mean, right deal. now we're only doing events in Wisconsin, but one of, my, one of my prayers last year during COVID was I basically asked God, I said, what, you know, give me something that I can grow this without leaving my couch. And, and as selfish as that sounds, um, you know, I do have a business to run. I have a nonprofit where I have eight events every summer that I'm putting on. I'm married. I want to be able to spend time with my wife and, and then just be able to kind of check out and, and do things that I do for fun as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, um, and, and that prayer was answered, number one, in my podcast that I started, the HHA USA podcast, which just launched a month ago. So now I can, all these conversations that I'm having with all of these amazing connections over the years that I'm having every week anyway, yep. now I'm just recording them sure. and sharing them with the world. So that was one answer to prayer and then the second one was partnering with the r100 um for for listeners that are familiar with reinhardt targets which we're shooting reinhardt targets here today they have a traveling archery shoot that goes to 21 different stops all around the country every year yeah and so hha sports is partnered with them but then hha usa is as well and they have a 10 target whitetails for warriors course it's 10 bucks and, and Reinhardt is going to cut us a check, or the R100 is, at the end of 2021 for all the monies raised off of that. So people always ask, well, what can I do to support HHA USA, even though I don't live in Wisconsin? Yeah. So go to an R100, shoot that. Um, and and even, even outside of the monetary thing, one thing that I always try to share with people, I mean, I, I love veterans. I think that's very evident in what yeah, I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and I and my wife and I love ice cream. So you guys are like... Squirrel, where are you going with this? That's <laughs> no, good. Um, now I'm so, seeing ice cream. <laughs> so Dairy Queen does uh, Miracle Treat Day every year. Okay. Where they donate a dollar from every blizzard yep. to Children's Miracle Network. Yes. So I go down, or we go down, and buy a couple dozen of those Miracle Treat coupons. I actually have some in my pocket right now. And then anytime I will see a veteran out and about, I'll go up and thank them for their service, have a brief conversation, and then I'm like, do you eat ice cream? And nine times out of ten, they, they do. funny look first. So then... Yeah. 
funny look first. Why do so, you ask? <laughs> so then they get a couple free blizzards on us. And I mean, nice. it's just, it's, and you don't even have to do that. I mean, just having that conversation and acknowledging right. someone for their service, yeah. I think is, is, but I mean, there's, there's so many different ways that people can give back outside of HHA USA. Yep. Um, I mean, going to a local honor flight, welcome home now that they're going to start, you know, flying again here this, uh, yeah. this summer. Uh, if you've never been to one of those. It's a big deal. Mind-blowing. Yeah, did you say your... Um, My uncle was on, yeah. Yeah, thank you. A few years back. Everyone's he was a Vietnam vet. It's got to be a pretty emotional experience. I didn't, I didn't... One, I didn't know he was going on it because I hadn't heard from him in a while, but his sister, so my aunt, took him. And, and got him on there. He's disabled, so he can barely walk. So he's got some health issues, but they made it happen. So she went there with him and saw everything. That's cool. Yeah. It's amazing. So, yeah, for people that aren't familiar with Honor Flight, that's obviously anyone from World War II, Korea, or Vietnam. It's, it's a free trip for the veteran. The Guardian will typically pay $500 for their portion of the flight. I was able to go twice. I went with a World War II vet yep. from town. And then I was able to go a few months later with my father-in-law, who's a uh, Vietnam vet. So, um, yeah, other than the day that I got married and the day that I got saved, I mean, that, that's Honor Flight is probably number three on my, sure. my list of all-time stuff. It's just it's I can't imagine that. it's like for them to be part of that experience and to go do that. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. So, I love it. So if, you've got a, if you're out there listening and you have a friend or, or a loved one, family member that has served in one of those three conflicts or during that era, uh, definitely get them on the on the list because I know our our local chapter they didn't have a lot of signups during COVID but I think going into that so like January 2020 they had almost a thousand wow. veterans on their wait list. Holy crap! Yeah, and that that's that's Central Wisconsin. Sure. That's not that's not Chicago. That's not New York. Yeah. You know that's a, that's small town Central Wisconsin. So and you guys are putting a dent into into the funding of that for this region, right? Yeah, well, in our plan, it's funny because, um, and we joked because when before I had the 501, uh, you know, we had a lot of cash. And so we would do one of these shoots, and I'd have five, six, seven grand in cash. So I would always call or text Jim Campbell up and be like, hey, let's, let's meet at Subway in Plover. <laughs> and, and we felt like, you know, the shady drug dealers, you know, yeah. here's, your, here's your envelope. Let's go inside and get a six-inch, you know, meatball sub. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, but when I decided to start my own gig with, with the nonprofit, it costs about $70,000 to send a flight to D.C. That, wow. that, that's what our cost is. I don't know. It probably varies from one, one hub to the next. But based on the size of the plane, the number of vets we send, that, that's what it costs. And so Jim told me, raise your money and save that and just cut me one check when you come up with that 70 grand. Wow. And so oh that, that so is our plan. funding this. We're, well, they send four flights a year. Yep. So it's going to take us, I think right now we're probably halfway there. Okay. So I would say by late 2022, early 2023, we're going to be able to write that that check for 70 grand and wow. then be able to slap an HHA USA bumper sticker on the back of that plane and send a whole group of vets out to DC. So what's it take to put a banner behind that baby? Well, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> a where to hunt banner? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, uh-uh. Oh boy. We fly our flag. <laughs> yeah, we fly it high enough by doing dumb goofy stuff. Yep. No. Oh boy. That's great. So, no, I kind of got off on a tangent there. but uh, No, you, you covered know. the topic. That's what we were looking for. I wanted to help people understand how they can get involved, even if they're not here. And if they are here, like, please come and join. There's lots of ways to contribute. Yeah, and, and then on the for-profit side of things, I mean, the hat that I'm wearing, these jerseys, any any 
branded apparel that says HHA USA that mm-hmm. is sold off the HHA Sports website, those monies, none of that goes into our pocket. That all goes back to the nonprofit. Very okay. cool. So um, we've got, uh, yeah, we've, these hats we just got hot They're off nice the press. Hats. It's, a, it's a Richardson 112 hat. Great and I mean, you talk about connections. So David Wooten, the veteran that I spoke very highly of, uh, as soon as we met, he's like, I have to introduce you to this guy. His name's Shea Butler, and he makes some awesome knives, and he also makes hats. So we ended up having a three-way phone conversation. And a month later, I had 144 hats sitting on my receiving dock. Wow. And, and now he's actually donating a custom knife, HHA USA oh, knife, cool. to every one of our shoots. Neat. Um, He's out of northern Illinois. He actually drove up for our first shoot. So, super cool guy. So, Very so yeah, nice. if you guys, if, if your hat source goes uh, goes away, let me know, and I'll uh, I'll connect you guys with Shea. I so. don't have a hat source necessarily, so we bounce around a bunch. He does all patch hats. So. Yeah, I like that. I like that patch quite a bit. It's a lighter leather, and it's it's on there nice. And I like the old school camel too. Yeah. So he's uh, and, and I know from talking with my friend Chad Davis at Bow Addicts, I think the the hats are getting kind of scarce. He had heard supposedly that Richardson has done taking orders for the year. I don't want to wow. be spreading oh, rumors, but it I don't know what it, I don't know what it is with apparel. But apparel's been very hard to get. Well, there's a lot of um, dropship people that have just spun up, and so there's just so many small shops, onesies, twosies that are creating a lot of demand. And I can see it because, I mean, we didn't have HHA USA hats a year ago, so I mean, yeah, everybody's right. got an organization. They've got a podcast. They've yeah. got a nonprofit. They've got this. They've got that. And, and that's they want everything. Yeah, it's across. It's not just hunting, right? It's everything. It right. be knitting or whatever. They pick a freaking topic. There's a niche for everything. Mountain biking, kayaking. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's got a hat or a shirt that they want their logo yeah. on. So Yep. Makes sense. So the, the, and it looks the, nice on leather, too, so it's a, it's a cool. They're more expensive, but they're cool to rep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Sure. We'll go ahead and wrap this one up, and then we'll get this out in time for everyone to like try to listen to it. So if they want to contribute or show up or participate in the next one, then they, they can. That'd so be awesome. We'll get a percentage so. of those people to listen to this and might take action. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, we have four more events coming up, missions 13 through 16. So Appleton, Wisconsin, uh, Watoma, Stevens Point, and Wapaka. Okay. We'll, we'll wrap us up here in July, August, September, and then uh, – yeah, big announcement coming probably later this summer or early fall at the latest to, to talk about that big, big event for well, April of 2022. So you can echo that on our on our chamber. For sure. So, so yeah, no, we're just we're super excited and, and thankful for all of the, the participation. It's cool because it's almost like we have our own little, I don't want to call it a posse, but it's like here comes the HHA crew, you know, because yeah. we're, we're hearing more and more of that. It shoots, you know, and mm-hmm. which, which is a cool byproduct of doing that is now we've got a following that we're able to kind of shine a light on a place like this. Yep. That, you know, so many of these archery clubs are struggling for membership. participation and memberships. Yep. And, and people are like, oh, man, this is awesome. I didn't know this was here. Yeah. So, no, I didn't know this was here. And, and once you, like, go through one of these courses, it's such a damn, like, it's a good time that it's hard to not want to go do that again. It's, it's like blast. golf, but better. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, guys. Thank you.